Welcome back to Beyond ND, Notre Dame's official study abroad podcast. This is your host, Julia Warden. This week, our guest is Brian Joseph, a current Notre Dame junior who studied abroad in Copenhagen, Denmark. Tune in to find out more. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really curious to hear about your experience in Copenhagen. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to share and answer any questions you might have. So could you start by giving a brief Notre Dame introduction, maybe your major, your hometown, just let us know a little bit about you and what influenced your decision-making for study abroad? Sure. So my name is Brian Joseph, currently a junior at Notre Dame. I'm a biology major, so I think I'm on the pre-med track right now, looking at medical school. And one thing that drew me to the Copenhagen program was that when I was looking throughout all the other study abroad programs, I wanted to choose one that was really immersive and something that would get me into the host culture, help me learn what it was like to live in that country the best, like the local. One of the unique programs was the study abroad in Copenhagen. The one thing that drew my eye was they had a host family option. So for housing, I really did want to live with a host family. That that was the biggest reason why I chose Denmark. Okay, so the biggest reason was living with the host family. Interesting. I've never uh, studied abroad and had that experience before. So I'm curious about what that was like. How did finding a host family before you departed to go to Copenhagen happen? Yeah, so it, it was really interesting. When we applied, we had to submit a little biography of ourselves and why we wanted to live with a host family. We also had to fill out different forms for preference, whether we wanted a bigger family or a smaller one. Uh, Things like what kind of allergies we had, interests, such as what kind of sports you like, what you like to do in your free time. And so DIS, they're the third party company that brings students from America right, to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. They did a really excellent job at, you know, taking the biography that students had and matching it to the biographies that host families would provide because host families also had to provide an application. And so they would match you based on similar interests and all of that stuff. So I think it was a week before I actually departed. I received an email from my host family where they all introduced themselves and I got to know them a little bit right before departing, so I wasn't completely in the blind. Interesting. Could you tell me a little more about what your host family was like and what kinds of things you did with them? Did you have regular meals and did they even teach you a little bit of Danish maybe? Yeah, absolutely. So I I was living with a host dad, host mom, and two younger host brothers. So that would be Thomas, Sina, and Vitus and Simon. And they were awesome. They were, as soon as I landed in Copenhagen, we kicked it off really well. We would eat a lot of meals together. I'd say Danish culture, in Danish culture, when you get a meal together, you sit and eat and talk for quite a long time compared to here in America, which was something pretty interesting. So we'd be eating a little snack for over an hour, but we were just talking for most of the time. We spent a lot of time eating together, talking, getting to know each other. My host family and I, we were matched because of similar interests, right? So we both loved to go to the gym. And my host mom, Sina, she actually 
was the commissioner of the local gym, which was a minute walk away from our house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would always work out together, whether it be me and some, you know, my host ed, Thomas, or me and the boys, we would just go whenever free, whenever available. Also, my host brother, Vitus, really great soccer player. And I love playing soccer, too. And it turns out there's a soccer field a minute away from our house as well. So we would go out onto the soccer field and kick the ball around. We played paddle, um, kind of similar to uh, squash, I believe. So we would play that a lot. And as winter started coming around, we spent a lot less time outside and started spending more time indoors. So we would do things like cooking meals together. Um, we made butter chicken, sushi, some desserts. We cooked a few times together. That was really special. And also, you know, we would watch a lot of sporting events together. So the Danish national team was playing a lot while I was there last semester. So we would watch them maybe once or twice a week. And if not, then we'd probably just put on friends and eat cookies and drink milk while watching together at the night. It sounds like you had a really nice family experience while you were there, and it must have been nice to have them there knowing that there's always somebody to help. There's always somebody you can go to. How was their English? So they were very proficient in English. Um, My host parents, they actually lived in England for a few years, um, and they picked up English really well there. My host brothers were still learning English, but I mean, they could converse with me just fine. On the flip side, my Danish was really bad. I didn't know any Danish really going in. (laughs) I was not taking a Danish language class while I was there. So I just learned things here and there from Duolingo or from, you know, listening to their conversations. I will say I did have Simon, my 11 year old host brother tutor me a little bit. When I say tutor, I use that term loosely, but he would just, you know, give me a little terms here on the side, taught me a lot of the bad stuff to say in Danish. But that's how I learned, um, learned Danish. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it typically goes with younger brothers. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's really sweet that you had that bond with uh, the brothers as well. And so I want to hear a little bit more about your experience in the city. I've heard so many great things about Copenhagen. I've never been, but I want to hear what you did, what a typical day was like for you, what kinds of things you would like to do in the city. Right. Okay. Yeah, Copenhagen is beautiful. I mean, there's just so many things to say. Um, I'll start with the typical day. I lived in a little town called Sengelusen, and that's an hour west from Copenhagen. So commuting was a huge part of my day, every day, right? Especially if I had to go to classes. Was this by the train? Yeah. So from my town, I would have to take a 30-minute bus ride into the train station. And then from the train station, it was about 20 minutes in to the city. Okay. So the bus only run runs once an hour. So if you miss the bus, you're... Your whole day is just shifted back an hour, right? Um, But I will say the public transportation is extremely reliable. I mean, it is there on the minute, on the second, right? Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed the public transportation. I'd go into the city and 
our our classes were held in this building that was owned by DIS, this third party company. So it was a, a bunch of American students studying together in Copenhagen. And I actually also had one class in Copenhagen University, KU. So mm -hmm. those days, those are Tuesdays. I would have to hustle from the DIS class location all the way to KU in a span of 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And so that required that I had to take my bike. And that's another thing I love about Copenhagen. The biking infrastructure is immaculate there. I mean, you can get anywhere around on your bike in Copenhagen. It's a different way of seeing the city, I would say. It's not something I've ever done before anywhere else. And I thought it was very unique and special. Could you tell us a little bit more also about the classes you took in Copenhagen and how was it registering for classes and picking them out? Because I noticed when I studied abroad that a lot of the classes were very different and really interesting. I always enjoy hearing about what people took away from that. Right. Yeah, the classes I took in Copenhagen were very unique compared to what's offered here in Notre Dame. Um, so they had this concept of a core course, which was sort of the main class that you took, right, in Copenhagen. And the reason the core course existed is because a lot of these classes have travel components with them. So the core course had a longer or extended travel component that came along with it. Um, for example, I was in the climate and glaciers and human impact core course. Amazing class. We learned so much. But during our week-long study tour, we went to Iceland for a whole week. And we got wow. to study things like glacier formation, uh, volcanic eruptions. And we just got to enjoy a lot about Iceland's nature as well. That's one thing I really like about the core course. Additionally, other courses, um, for example, I was taking neuroethics, the philosophy of love, bio of marine mammals, and history of conspiracy theories. They all had smaller travel components to them called field studies, which would involve maybe three to four hours where you would go, go to another site to learn more about what you're learning in class. For example, in uh, the history of conspiracy theories class, we had a, a field study to the Church of Scientology for about four hours. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> we got to learn a lot about what Scientology actually is, how Scientologists are, how they present themselves. It's very interesting. We also got to visit a Grand Lodge, um, a Freemasonry. Very, very interesting. They have a lot of secrets in there, a lot of hidden rituals and things that are just not really accessible to the public. So that's something that I found very, very fascinating. Wow, that all sounds like they were such great experiences. I'm so impressed by how many different interesting things you've done. I've never heard about a class about conspiracy theories, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> and also the trip to Iceland must have been awesome too. Did the program cover the cost of that trip to Iceland? Yes, it did. Yeah, it was... Um... So we just studying abroad in Copenhagen, you just pay whatever you're normally paying, right, for the semester for a semester at Notre Dame. And so the the trip to Iceland, they they covered the flights, the meals, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. 
So you got to see Iceland, you got to see Denmark, and I'm assuming you did some other travels around when you were in Copenhagen. Yeah, I did. So I didn't travel as much as the next guy over just because living with a host family, I wanted to spend more time in Denmark and explore different areas in there. Mm -hmm. But I did get to visit Rome and Florence. So during the second travel week, since we already went to Iceland with our class, we had the second week completely off. So knowing this going into the study abroad program, a few of my friends and I, we planned early and we said we're going to Rome <laughs> we're going to Florence for nine days so we bought tickets fairly early I remember we were really shocked because we bought a $30 ticket into Rome from Copenhagen which was amazing and wow. so we had to spend nine days down there in Italy we loved it it was absolutely amazing beautiful places and another place that is very accessible is Sweden a few friends and I took advantage of a program, not a program, but an opportunity there called slow traveling. And mm -hmm. so slow travel is about being more conscientious about how you travel or trying to lower emissions, being more green, engaging with the local community more. So we took a bus, right, instead of flying into Gothenburg on the west coast of Sweden. So we just took a, I believe it was a six hour bus, um, pretty long, but it was worth it. And mm -hmm. when we got there, we talked to a lot of the locals. We talked to them about, you know, how they obtain. For example, we went to a fishery and we were talking to the fishermen there about uh, sustainable practices, like how they get their food, how it affects the economy, things like that. And that was another unique aspect of the Copenhagen study abroad that brought us outside of Denmark. It's really nice that Copenhagen is quite central in Europe, has a lot of flights to a lot of different cities for cheap, obviously, some of them, and good buses, good transportation into and out of the city. So the people that you traveled with, were these Notre Dame students or people that you met when you were there? When I went to Iceland for our core course, I was the only Notre Dame student there. I believe there were seven Notre Dame students in total that went to Copenhagen. So not a lot to start off with, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing that I found really um, fascinating. I just, not knowing anyone there sort of brings you back to freshman year. You got to meet everyone again. You make new connections, new friends. So that was really cool. It was the same for the slow travel trip to Gothenburg. I went with uh, people I met there, which was amazing. Um, when we went to Rome and Florence, there was a group of five of us. One of them is someone else from Notre Dame. His name's actually also Brian. He's a cool dude. <laughs> I I met him before going to Copenhagen. I, I think he was in one of my classes last year. But we never really got to know each other that well until we were in Copenhagen. And, you know, since we were familiar faces, we just started hanging out a little bit more and we got pretty close. So um, it was him, me, three other guys went down to Rome and Florence. We were living it up there <laughs> and it was, it was really awesome. Nice. And so did your friend Brian and the other Notre Dame students all live with host families? No. So I believe there's only one other Notre Dame student who was doing the host family program like I was, but Brian and 
most of the other guys were living in uh, collegiums is what they were called. Sort mm -hmm. of like it, it really is just a dormitory. Mm -hmm. um, they were living in the city. Okay, so they were living in the city, and were they living all together too, or kind of dispersed? No, no, it's very, they have several different locations for collegiums, and they, there's another housing option called residential housing, which is sort of the same as a dormitory, but it's a little different. Um, I don't know exactly the nuances, but they were living in different areas. Um, I'm pretty sure Brian was the only guy living in Munten, that's where he was. But yeah, they were all scattered everywhere. Okay, I understand. This has all been really great to hear that you've had such a great experience. And now I'm sure the listeners are thinking, okay, everything seems to have gone so well with Brian in Copenhagen. And maybe does he have anything he wishes he could have done differently or at least something that he wishes he would have known before he went? So there's one more question for you. <laughs> right. That is, that's a really great question. I would say, so I'm going to add a little component to that. Um, of course. Yeah. So something that caught me by surprise was I just, I became sick, really sick, actually, within the first week that I got there. So I wish I paid more attention to the health protocols, you know, how to deal with insurance when you're abroad, how to deal with trying to contact a doctor especially because the first few months, I'd say the first two months you're there, month and a half, your your residence permit is still being processed. And because of that, it is you're not able to see a doctor at a clinic in the city, right? In Copenhagen or wherever you live. Mm -hmm. So I think they had um, online options. You were able to meet virtually with a doctor, which helped out a lot. I mean, I also was really lucky because my host mom is very, very um, knowledgeable when it comes to illnesses. I guess that's just a mom instinct, but uh, she was able to help out with that really well. I would say another thing that really blindsided me was after the, the whole study abroad program, you know, I would say that studying abroad is sort of high compared to the normal day-to-day -day activities of being in college here. You meet new people, you go to new places, you're being hit with so many experiences that sometimes you don't have time to sit down and process all of it. So when I came back, when I went back home to Guam, I felt, you know, after that immense high, I felt quite a big low as well. You know, I wasn't really able to come to terms with the fact that it was all over now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I left my host family. That was really tough. I mean, at the airport, we were all just in a big huddle crying together. It was really emotional. All the friends I made within the span of four months, we had to say goodbye to each other. So I would say the reverse culture shock of studying abroad, and coming back home or coming back to Notre Dame is something that should not be underestimated. Well said. And with your friends and your host family, do you still keep in touch with them? Are there any plans to perhaps see them? Absolutely. I mean, so my host brothers, they love to work out. And so whenever they hit the gym, right, they'll just send me a snap on Snapchat and I do the same thing. So we stay in touch pretty much every day. 
my host parents. I call them occasionally and we talk. I actually called my host dad just last weekend. He's in Arizona right now for a conference, which is really exciting. Yeah. I don't stay in touch with all of the people I met abroad, but there are a select few, like the guys that I met when we went to Rome and Florence. We are trying to plan a trip to Chicago, actually, for the near future. So, oh, fun. You know, all, yeah, exactly. We're staying in touch. Um, and then some of the other people I met, the guys I went to Gothenburg with, we're still really close. We check in on each other here and then. Um, try not to be a stranger, right? You know, we just try to keep in touch. And I would say it's an it's an effort, but it's well worth it. The anticipation of seeing them again, maybe in Chicago, is probably a very exciting feeling. And the fact that your host dad is in Arizona, there's always a chance that, you know, he'll have another conference in the U.S. So Exactly. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners today? Definitely take advantage of planning before you go to study abroad. I'd say one thing that I wish I could have done a little differently is plan just a little bit more of having clearer expectations of what I want to do, how I want to do it, who I want to do it with just helps, helps, um, it helps you plan out your day to day, especially if you want to see big things because you are there to travel a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it helps that go much more smoothly and efficiently than trying to, you know, play catch up once you're actually there, but there's a healthy balance, right? Mm -hmm, of course. Well, Brian, thank you so much for spending the time to be interviewed. I'm sure that the viewers are going to enjoy this as much as I did. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.